Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast is dedicated in celebration of the birth of their grandson, Robert Marcus, to Gabriella and Nathan Marcus, sponsored by Renata and Robert Marcus, Simantob, and Mabruk. Congratulations. Okay, my friends, I love this week's parasha, Lech Lecha. It describes an unbelievable journey that Avraham Avinu must undertake in order to become Avraham Avinu. So Lech Lecha traditionally is translated as Lech Lecha, go for you. Letovatcha, Rashi says, for your benefit. Lehanaatcha, for your enjoyment. I want you to go, for you. Don't go because I told you to go. Don't leave your house, your parents' home, your birthplace. Don't go to the land I'm going to show you. Don't go for me. Lech Lecha. But a much deeper understanding of this, of this uh, terminology Lech Lecha literally means go to a place where you will find, where you will uncover who you are. And Abraham Avinu, in order to discover who Abraham Avinu was, it was, it was pertinent, it was absolutely necessary for him to be able to depart from the narrative of his youth and to become the person that he would ultimately become and shape the world in the image of the very first Jew of the very first uh, uh, member of Am Yisrael, the father of all of Yahadut. Lech Lecha. And it strikes me also that for many of us, Baruch For many of us, this journey of Lech Lecha, of departing from where we were, from the, the, the house of our fathers, from departing these places, for different people, that departure occurs in different ways. You know, um, it is the job of each generation to add a brick on top of the layer that was laid by the generation before it. And although in many ways, in many, many ways, the generations that came before us are better than we will ever be. Like uh, the Gemara says, like angels, we are only like men, and if they were like men, then we are only, we are, but, we are but like donkeys. So we look to the generations before us, and we marvel at how special and how wonderful and how connected they were. And even though that's true, that does not obviate the obligation that we have for us to attempt to build on what they were and what they gave us. The learning of Torah, the proliferation of Daf Yomi today, is tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold what it was, you know, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. It, it literally explodes every cycle of the Daf, brings in hundreds of thousands of people, you know, that come and are studying every day. This class, uh, a gentleman just came up to me, he tells me that they're listening to it in Buenos Aires. We had a young man over here who was about to go into the Israeli army, who told me that him and his friends in Israel somehow came across breakfast in the class, and they listen to the class together and they talk about it, and that's, he gives Dvar Torah in his house, and every week the Dvar Torah, he says, this never would have been possible. I mean, you guys remember when the internet was at dial-up. Remember that? When you used to plug it into the world, remember that, right? It is strange sound, it sounds like you said you were plugging your computer into an alien. Okay? There was a day when if I gave a shiur in here, how many people are in here now? 20 people. If I talked to 20 people, 20 people heard it. 
You know, and then they had the advent of tapes. Remember that? The Torah tapes, Rabbi Miller, Alav Shalom. And then the CDs, you know, Rabbi Eli Mansur, they went everywhere. You had a, people would go, they would bring stacks of CDs to places. Today, 15 minutes, not even sometimes, two minutes after this class is over, it's posted in audio and it goes to up to 5,000 people. It's around the world. We must, we must, we must, all of us, we must go on a journey to improve, to change, to develop that which we received from the generation before. That is the lech lecha, the charge that Avraham Avinu was given. And you know what? You don't discover who you are until you're willing to set out on this journey. You don't know what you're made of until you take this step away from your comfort zone. Now the Pasuk tells us that what happens in the merit of this uh, action that Abraham Avinu does, sorry, there's a few steps. I want you to go to the land, Asher Areka, I will show you. Chazal ask and they wonder, why is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not tell Abraham where he was taking him? Go on a journey, to where? To Israel. That's where I'm taking you. To the land, I'm going to show you. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of being in Israel. When you go in Israel, there's a very strange phenomenon on the streets of Jerusalem, of Tel Aviv, of Ranana. It's almost as if there's a secret pact that everyone came into together, they signed the contract, and on the contract that says, never ever shall we tell people how to get to where they're going. Ask an Israeli how to get somewhere, what does he tell you? Yashar, Yashar, Tishal Shama. Straight, straight, and ask over there. Why can't I ask you over here? HaKadosh Baruch that's what he's saying? Go to the land, I'll show you already when you... Yashar, Yashar, Tishal Shama. What's the point? So Rashi brings one example. Nathan nailed it right away. To give Sakhar, to give credit uh, to each per, for each step that Abraham Avinu took. If he doesn't go to Israel, so when does he fulfill the mitzvah? When he gets to Israel. All the myriad steps he takes between here and there really only are steps towards that goal. But if he tells him, I want you to go, just go. So every step Abraham takes is a mitzvah because there isn't a destination. The mitzvah is to walk. So Hashem wanted to give Abraham more mitzvot. That's what Rashi says. But I think there's another layer here. This commandment was being given to Abraham, and this is super important. It was a message given to Avraham, not as Avraham alone. You see, the Avot existed in dual realities. Please stay with me for one second. And I'll give you the most blatant example of this. We're going to get introduced to a character in a few weeks, Parashah, whose name is Yaakov. Except that Yaakov is not only called Yaakov, what else is he called? Yisrael. The Chachamim explained that unlike Avraham or Sarah, whose name changes from Avram to Avraham, whose name changes from Sarai to Sarah, after the name is changed, there's no going back. They become the new name, and that's their name for the rest of the time that they're alive. The old name is thrown in the recycling bin. What happens when it comes to Yaakov? Even after he's given a new name, Yisrael, the Pasuk still interchangeably uses Yaakov, Yisrael. Yaakov, Yisrael, the Mephashim say something remarkable. They say that whenever we use the name Yaakov, we're referring to Yaakov as a person. That's what Yaakov, this man, that's what he did. 
Whenever we refer to Yaakov as Israel, we're not referring to Yaakov as a human, as a man, as a person. We're referring to Yaakov as the leader of a nation. Now that could be a little bit nuanced or difficult to understand. So let me give you an example as to what that means. I want you to imagine for a minute that um, my son comes to the synagogue and he says, Abba, I have a question to ask you. Um, what should I do about this and this? What's the halakha? Could you imagine I said to my son, I said, Yitzchak, I could answer you as a father. This is what I want you to do. I can answer you as a rabbi. I have mercy. I feel bad for you. I'm answering you as a father. Take it easy. It's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Hashem knows. Great. I can answer you, though, as a rabbi and tell you the halakha is you have to pray again. Right? You understand? It's me responding using a different hat, using a different role, if you will. So when Yisrael does something, he's not acting as a man, as a father, as Yaakov Avinu. He's acting as the manhig of the generation. So the avot, they were what's called um, in, uh, in Chazal, avot hen hen hamerkava. They were God's, listen to these words, they were God's chariot in the world. When Hashem rides through the world, so to speak, when He wants to inhabit the world with godliness, how does He get here? How does how is He brought from place to place? Avraham, so to speak, Yitzhak Yaakov, they were the chariot of God. They brought God's name, His Shekhinah, to places you never would have imagined. The disco Rebbe brings God's name into the club, onto the dance floor. He gets the guys to leave that place and come back to Teshuvah, okay? Avot henen amerkava. So when we talk about Avraham Avinu, we're not only talking about the man, we're talking about Avraham Avinu, the mission. So Avraham Avinu comes as this new person bringing God's name to, to places that, that, he'd never, that God had never been. Vayikra b'shem amonai. And God he calls in the name of Hashem. People come to his house, idol worshippers. They leave his house, believers. This is what Abraham was. So the Pasuk here is telling you, Lech Lecha, it's God speaking to Abraham, and it's telling Abraham Avinu, it's telling every person who wants to emulate Abraham Avinu, every Jew that will live after Abraham Avinu. What is the secret to becoming an original Jew? An original, not a photocopy, not a facsimile, not a, a byproduct of your father, not a byproduct of your mother, not a byproduct of your yeshiva education, not a byproduct of your synagogue. Who are you? Lech lecha says the pasuk, it's important that you recognize that the journey, it can't have a set destination. It can't be that you've decided before you started walking what the end product is going to look like. Because you can't know. And if you do know, in many ways, you're limiting yourself. We hope to start, Be'ezat Hashem, this week, studying Masechet Gemara with a lot of the guys here in the city. And I'm sure it will be small in the beginning, Be'ezat Hashem, uh, it should grow. But one of the questions was, which Masechet? It's going to be Be'ezat Hashem Sunday morning and Wednesday night. We're going to start twice a week, okay? So there's a question, what, what Masechet should we start with? I was just having with Murray upstairs. So, you know, logic would dictate maybe start with the smallest masechet, right? Midot. <laughs> you know, maybe start with a masechet like that. It's very short, what it has in it. It talks about the sizes of the Beit HaMikdash. 
You know what my problem is? It's great that we'll do something small and we'll finish it. But I think a lot of people feel like they want to finish a Masechet. You handed them an eight da finish. Now they're done. They finished one. Chalas, they're out. You understand? So sometimes, if you give someone a goal, like finish Masechet, the guy, he finishes a Masechet, now what does he have to do? Nothing. Chalas, he's done. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes, identifying what the end of the journey is, in effect, ends the journey. So the Pasuk says, I want you to go to this place and I'm going to show you where it's going to be. And you know what happens, and every one of us can identify with this. We think we're going to get to a certain level. Ma, can I ask you to be honest for one second? All right? I'm sure you're always honest. <laughs> be honest for one second. Right? You know, you started, you started off learning, guy in the community, you started off learning. Would you ever have imagined that you'd get to the level of, of religion, of tradition, of study that you're at today? As soon as you finish, you're running upstairs learning Gemara on the phone. Did, could you ever have believed that this is where you'd be? Never. If you told me when I was a kid, running around, playing baseball with my friends, that I was going to be a rabbi in this synagogue, that this was going to be, I never would have believed you. So if the mission was, study six pages of Gemara, I'd have done that. If the mission was, go study, learn some Gemara, go, go learn in a kolel somewhere, then I'd have done that. I never would have taken the job that I took in the end. My wife would not have married me if I would have told her, do you know what we're going to do after I become, become a rabbi in Israel, after studying in Israel for six years, seven years? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move to London. My wife would have told me, cheerio. <laughs> I'm out. Do you know what? I would have told myself I'm out. So sometimes it's important not to have the end of the journey because it might seem too far. It might seem unattainable. When Yaakov Avinu wanted to tell his children about what the journey was going to look like throughout time until Mashiach, the Pasuk says, Ne'elma mimenu, nistatma, God stopped him up. He, he couldn't remember anymore um, the coming of the Mashiach, when it was going to be. He couldn't tell his children. And the reason Chazal give is because they would lose heart. The only thing a person needs to think of in their personal journey of development is like Rashi says, that he should get sachar, I'll call on every psi'ah, every step he takes. And if you're thinking about life that way, it's really, you're only a step away from your journey, right, to be over. What is the end of your journey? One more step. And that makes it all possible. You know, my friends, I'd like to just end uh, this thought with one, uh, with one, last, with one last idea. The Pasuk continues and says that Abraham, if you go on this journey to this land I'm going to show you, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I will make your name great. I always love that. I will make your name great. You know, do you know another person who's 3,500 years old who still is mentioned every single day, multiple times a day, by millions of people? Isn't that magnificent? And the Pasuk ends and says, Now, most people translate that mistakenly. They say, means, and you will have a beracha, and it will be a beracha. But literally means, and you will be a beracha. So there's multiple ways to look at this. Because the next pasuk actually gives us one angle. 
that people will bless their children, that they should be like you. Inshallah, you should be zochet to be like Avraham Avinu. Right? They will bless their kids. You will be a beracha. You know? Be like Mike. That's one version. But I want to give you the Gemara, what the Gemara says on these words, Rashi quotes the Gemara and it says, what does that mean? The Gemara says, we say, How do you end the Beracha? Okay? So we say, Abraham, Yaakov, in the beginning of the Amidah, right? How does the end of that Beracha end? Baruch Munai, Magen Abraham. It doesn't say Magen Abraham Yitzhak Yaakov. So, means, of all of the Avot, you're going to be the one, you're going to be the one that's included in the Beracha. But of course, it does not just mean that Hashem told them, like, I'm going to stick you in the Sidur over there. They're going to get the, the, you know, the smaller billing, but you get the large billing. Your feature presentation, that's not, that's not really what it means. So I want to give you the understanding of the Vilna Gaon and really uh, perhaps sandwich into the, um, the, 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 this idea uh, one, one beautiful piece which I think is, is very, very relevant to all of us. You know, um, we have a Mishnah, the Vilna Gaon explains, we have a Mishnah, the Mishnah says, Ashloshad Dvarim Ha'olam Omed, on three things the world stands. What does the world stand on? These three pillars that the world stands on are really the three pillars of the Jewish people. Who represents Torah of the Avot? Yaakov Avinu. Pasuk says, Yaakov Ish Tam Yoshev Ohalim. He represented Torah. Who's Avodah, which means the, the sacrifices, the Korbanot? Yitzhak. He himself was bound on the Akedah. Uh, you know, to be brought as a korban. So Yitzhak is the midah of avodah, of prayer, of service. And finally, who's the last? Al-Gimilut Chasadim. Who stands for Gimilut Chasadim more than? Avraham Avinu. Says the Vilnaga on something magnificent. You know, today in our day, we all, we're waiting, we're praying, we're looking for the world to change. We're, we're waiting on the world to change. We're waiting, waiting, waiting for Mashiach. And you know what? In generations gone by, we had the greatest gedolim in the world, unbelievable levels of Torah. And while we have much more quantity of Torah today, we have much less quality of Torah than they used to have. That's why in halacha, if I decided I want to disagree with uh, one of the great rabbis of times past, can't do it. If I decide I want to argue on a, uh, you know, a charon, a rishon, uh, one of the atanaim, one of the, you know, you can't, impossible. Can't argue with the Gemara because the level of Torah is going down. It's called Nitkatnu Hadorot. The generations get smaller and smaller. Okay? So, whereas Torah, we don't have Torah like we used to have in terms of the quality of Torah, of the purity of Torah. Avodah, the, the power of the Korbanot, the Bet HaMikdash, or even the, uh, the, uh, the, the emphasis on prayer, 
that people used to have, the Chassidim Rishonim, coming an hour early to shul, Bizo, we get to shul on time, right? You come an hour before to prepare yourself, right? And then they stayed an hour afterwards to, uh, you know, to stretch, to decompress after the tefillah, you know, they, they would, and the Gemara even says, Halavai, if only we could spend the whole day in the synagogue. So they had a very different relationship with Avodah. But said the Vilnagaon, what we have in our generation, more than they had back then, is not Torah, it's not Avodah, it's Gimilut Chasadim. Today, there's a million and one free loan societies. A million and one, they can help you with anything that you want. This guy, mitzvah man, unbelievable. You call him, you tell him, I need you for something. The guy drives, he finds a volunteer. They come, they pick you up, they help you move. They take an old person out for a walk. They do whatever you want to do. Mitzvah, just for the mitzvah, right? You have people looking. I mean, how many of you are in annoying Tehillim chats, right? But we join, happy to do it, want to help out. So all these times, all these things, we're experiencing a level of gemilut chasadim in this age that we never had before. Says the Vilna Gaon, they will sign off in the final era of time before the Mashiach comes. It's going to be your midah that brings it all back home. It started with you. It's going to end with you. My friends, Tzion, like the Pasuk says, Tzion b'mishpat tipadeh v'shaveha b'tzedakah. We know that our job is the job of gimilut chasadim, of acting Christ. Of course we have to do everything, but a proliferation of gimilut chasadim, an excess of kindness, of acceptance, of forgiveness, of warmth, of inclusivity, is really the nature, the story of the generation that brings Mashiach. Becha chotmin, we open our homes wide, our pockets wide, our hearts wide. That is what the end of time, the signature of the end of time is ended with the Midah of Avraham Avinu. And it's interesting to think as well that in this generation you have a situation like Avraham Avinu. Every Jewish person, they all have a misorah, a tradition that was handed down to them from their parents. Correct? You have father to son, father to son, father to son. You've been given a tradition, a heritage. Even if your heritage is only chicken soup, matzo balls, gefilte fish, lox and, uh, and cream cheese, uh, kibbeh, mash, you know, mahshi, whatever it might be, depending on your culture. Even if it's just cultural, you were handed a Jewish identity by the generation before you. But Abraham Avinu was not handed that. His father was an idol worshiper. He had to begin it himself. Says uh, the Apirion Shilomo, on the idea of the Vilna Gaon, Bechachotmin, Avraham was a proliferation of Kiruv Levavot. He welcomed people under the Kanfea Shekhinah. He taught people who knew nothing. There's people who are close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, whose families, whose homes that they grew up in, they had no Judaism whatsoever. Millions and millions of them by now, over time. In the end of time, the end of time is going to be a recreation of the power of Avraham Avinu, where we will bring so many people back that even they, as Eliyahu, the Pasuk says about Eliyahu and Avi, in the time of the Mashiach, Veheshiv Lev Avot Albanim, there's a time when the fathers bring back the hearts of their sons, Velev Banim Al Avotam, and there's a time when the, the children, the hearts of the children, will bring back the hearts of their father. No, Abba, come, let me show you. This is how you make the Kiddush. 
How many fathers have told me, I come, my son, he does the parashah questions he brings home from school. I never learned. I went to public school. I didn't learn anything. Nobody learned back then. We didn't keep Shabbat when we were children. He's coming. Look, he's reading the Shema in the shul. He's eight years old. I didn't, I bear, I could read one pasuk in the knis. How many women that are coming to class, they didn't know about berachot and their kids are winning the brachot quiz. The brachot be in school. Be'ezat Hashem will be zocher to the power of Abraham, refreshed in our generation. Bechachot mean we want to sign off on all of this. We're desperate for Mashiach to be here already. We know that using Abraham's power, we can bring it, we can be the generation that sees the redemption of Am Yisrael brought back once again, El Ha'aretz Asher Eka, the land of Israel with the coming of Mashiach, the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash, Mehera, Amen. Rabbi Chananya, Amen.